So, everybody, we were just facing the same issue that we had the last couple of weeks in a row where David was hear- hearing himself echo over his microphone. That was the problem we were trying to eliminate. So he had to use his phone. And that was just happening again. And we're like, ah, shit, we're going to have to use your phone again. And then we're ta- while we're talking, it fixes itself. Again, Michael, I want to bear my testimony <laughs> about the power of prayer. I prayed. To- Wait. Oh, shit. I prayed to the wrong God, though. I prayed to the porcelain God. Oh, but it worked. Hang on. Wait, it worked. Yeah. Well, speaking <laughs> of echo, why did people make bathrooms so echoey? to amplify that lovely sound of expulsion <laughs> from the anal canal. Oh my god. Okay, folks. So And that's what we're yeah. talking about now. We're going to expose yeah, we're going to uh rid ourselves of some shitlery. Yes, we are. Shitlery. Yes, like cutlery. Uh, <laughs> uh today's episode protection deception There is a folklore in the church that started many moons ago that if you're faithful to the commandments, and especially if you're in a unique calling like a missionary, you have special divine protection from God, including not just spiritual, like analogous, whatever protection, but also physical protection. And the garments carry with them a promise as well. We're going to talk about this folklore today and some instances that may make us scratch our heads and go, huh, I don't think that's really happening. So before we get into that, Dave, how about a little LDS Church Church. in the the news? All right. So the first part of this, I'm just on the actual LDS Church website, the news area of their website. Here's a couple headlines just scrolling through here. 26 temples now closed worldwide in response to growing COVID-19 concerns. Oh, I saw a funny now, meme on, the other hang day. Hang on. <laughs> I, I have to ask a question. Yeah. So we're trying to save dead people in the temples <laughs> But we're trying to save people from being dead. From coming in (laughs) to the temple. Yeah. By coming in. Okay. That makes perfect sense. Never mind. It's not a question. Suspended worship meetings and the sacrament. What we can learn from the first presidency letter and the general handbook. Yes. Church temporarily suspends proxy temple work worldwide. Live Uh, ordinance. Okay. Blah, blah. I am so sorry for those dead bastards. (laughs) (laughs) Ted bastards. Yes. Um, So that's some of the news. Here's a little other news here. Two Latter-day Saint missionaries. This was today. Well, not that it happened today, but this was the news today. Two Latter-day Saint missionaries pass away after unrelated illnesses. What? Uh, Sister Catherine Pindar, age 19, of Mesa, Arizona, died in her sleep, quote, following a brief illness the church announced Thursday. It was not specified Mm. what illness she was experiencing, and the exact cause of her death is undetermined at this point. She was serving in the Texas-Houston East Mission. And then Elder Antonio Schwenke, age 19, 
of mm. Vailima Samoa, or Vailima, maybe that's how they pronounce it, Samoa, yeah. died Friday due to complications from malaria. He was in the Sierra Leone Freetown mission. Well, that's sad. Yeah. I mean, it is sad. young people yeah. cut down early in their life. And they have yeah. the pictures here. They were both, you know, great looking, very young, of course, missionaries, um, healthy and vibrant in these pictures. This, I don't mention, like I have to say this, hopefully our listeners know us well enough by now. I don't mention news articles like this one to in any way poke fun at these people who died or their families or anything of that sort at all. Why I do mention it is I think you're getting a, an idea of a trend here that we're talking about today. So that that's why I mentioned it. Here's just one other thing. Speaking of missionaries, quote or title from the Tribune here, the LDS Church says it wasn't, quote, responding well, unquote, to sexual assaults in the mission field. Oh. These two women helped its leaders see that. And so it's actually a two-part story. The second part came out recently about this this whole story of uh, sister missionaries uh, in particular being sexually assaulted on their missions. Hey, that's a good thing, huh? Yeah, not so much. So that's the LDS news today, Dave. And of course, it applies directly to the topic of our episode today. But as always, before we get into our topic, I don't know about you, Dave, but I would like a little bit of For Your Information. And so ye ask and ye shall receive. Just find my Urim and Thummim. There it is. <laughs> it fits perfectly. It's predestined. Oh, no, foreordained. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Yes. Now, where the hell did we leave off? Okay, there's that weird failed prophecy. Uh, okay. Nope. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. What? Okay, right over here. I should. I usually make. There it is. There's my little star. I put a little star right where we kind of like in primary. If you did really well, you got a star in your forehead. I do remember that. Damn it. I missed that. You, you know, did? my self esteem has been just really shit since they quit doing that. Oh, Damn it. right. Yeah. Okay. So now we're going to start. <laughs> May 18th in the Salt Lake Temple. Jane Elizabeth Manning, a Negro woman, is sealed as a servitor for eternity to the Prophet Joseph Smith. You've got <laughs> to be fucking kidding me. You brought this up as a teaser last week, and yes, here we are talking yes. about the and details. I, I apologize for going over past material. Uh, yes. What? Yeah, what? So. So she's already telestial material at the best, like a servant. Well, but she, if she's going to be Joseph's servant, she has to be in the celestial kingdom, right? Because that's where Joseph's going to be. So she gets to be a servant forever Wait. in the celestial kingdom. Oh, so it's a, oh, okay. So it's you a know, good thing. Yeah, like that whole doctrine of if a woman doesn't get married, she can still go to the celestial kingdom. She'll just be a... Uh, What's the uh, administering angel? That that That's whole term, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is so another way of saying basically, servant. 
they do dishes, mop the floor, uh, windows, laundry. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, Yes, exactly. August 26th, first time a woman has spoken in the Salt Lake Tabernacle on the Sabbath at the regular service. The people do not know what to make of it. It must bode good for women. The speaker is non-Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Actually, she's that, what? That would be more surprising to me than a than a female member speaking, a non-member speaking. Maybe this yeah. I wonder how many times they had non-members speak. That can't be common. We I don't look know. it up. Yeah, all right. Uh, Interesting. Okay, February 3rd, we're now in 1895. Emmeline B. Wells cancels her appointment to speak at Bethel Church in Atlanta because it is a colored people's church. Oh! Uh-oh. Okay, so we're getting, like, three of these have to do with uh, slavery. Yeah. Right? So far. Already. So far. Yeah. Now, going back to the one about the Holy Ghost that I just read, uh-huh. Wilfred Woodruff on April 7th tells a conference, cease troubling yourselves about who God is, who Adam is, who Christ is, who Jehovah is. For heaven's sakes, let these things alone. <laughs> <laughs> What does it matter? It's only the foundation of our doctrinal structure. <laughs> Fuck it. Who cares? Oh my Leave God. that shit alone. Oh I'm tired of all God. this quibbling. Oh. Damn it. Especially among us 12 in the first presidency. <laughs> Jesus, I'm tired of this shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yo, that says so much. It says so much that he felt like he needed to say that, right? Like, it's a big problem. There's a lot of people not agreeing on the nature of those things, right? That he said, that he threw out there. Exactly. Oh, my God. Exactly. Wow. Okay, okay let's go political now. Oh. November 5th, toward the end of the year, Utah's first elected state governor in LDS, Heber M. Wells, who serves from, who cares how long he serves? Other Mormon governors of Utah are... John C. Cutler, and you'll start to recognize names toward the ends of, of the list there. Uh. William Spry, Charles Maybe, Henry Blood, Herbert Ma, George Clyde. Here we go. Here's where I pick it up. Calvin Rampton, Scott Matheson, uh. Norman Bangeter, and uh. Mike Levitt. Oh. And we've had, like, what, five since then? Uh-huh. That was 93 when Mike Levitt was made governor so what was so the point of they're this? all mormon right all all the governors of right. utah are mormon mormon actually yeah. uh but who was the guy there was a democrat in there rocky more than once i don't follow it closely enough and i haven't lived in utah constantly so we've been moving around but yeah, and then I think isn't it a lady right now who's the governor? I, am I totally getting this wrong? And and she's not LDS, I don't think. Um, I don't know, guys. I sorry. 
<laughs> is she a lesbian or? I think so. Wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's I, cool. Yeah. It's... I'm, I'm going to keep living here. Yeah. It's unusual. I love this state. <laughs> okay. January 30th of the next year, 1896. First presidency and quorum of 12 decide that women should not have their own prayer circles or participate with their husbands in prayer circle meetings. So this is not the prayer circle in the temple, by the way. I'll let you in on a little secret. Uh oh. They used to hold prayer circles sometimes in attic rooms of people's houses. What the feeling and the teaching was, uh, is that, oh, you're special. You get to join this prayer circle. Don't tell anybody else about it. We're going to have it at Brother Heber G. Giggy Biggy Higgleby's <coughs> house on yeah. this night. And I guess they don't want the women there anymore. Maybe so, they just gabbed too much. I, I don't know. Uh, or maybe, oh, maybe they took offense at the men running the the thing. Maybe. So were they, though, I wonder, doing it like you do in the temple where they use the yes. hands and, oh, interesting. Can I can I tell you something? Uh, <laughs> yes. I, I, I'm going to confess a sin. Uh-oh. When I was in the MTC, uh, I was a zone leader in is this the a MTC. TMI? Is this a TMI thing? Um, I'm just watching out for the listeners. I mean, you know, I don't judge. No, this, no, no. I mean, very safe. So <laughs> we were gathered in this meeting and I said, I have an idea. Let's all kneel in a circle. Elder sister, elder sister, elder sister, elder sister, all in a circle. Uh-huh. And let's hold hands, not in the patriarchal grip or uh-huh. any of that. And then we'll each take turns praying and we'll go around in a circle. Wow. And when that got out, (laughs) (laughs) Elder O, what's your last name? Stop (laughs) that right now. Yes. (laughs) That was just me being creative, trying to please God. You know, that's how the Church of the Firstborn started over in France or wherever it was. Uh, And then next thing you know, they're praying in their garments only. (laughs) And holding oh, hands oh. like uh, like you do in the holding temple. Holding what? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then one thing leads to another. All of a sudden, you got you know cats and dogs living together. That whole thing again. It, out um, of control. Yes. I'm going to finish this on your birth date. Why? Oh, since you just you just celebrated that. Yes. March 12th. Uh huh. First presidency gives James E. Talmage an instruction. To smoke tobacco to relieve his persistent insomnia. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. Wait a minute. That must have been some of that wacky tobacco. Wacky tobacco. I didn't know tobacco was uh, help for insomnia. You know, uh, honestly, I'm amazed at how entertaining this continues to be i yeah. thought it would just wane yeah kind of fizzle out a little bit no no <laughs> not a, not at all no it doesn't it doesn't wow yeah i that's why it's become my fur my favorite my fervent my, <laughs> my, my fervent my, fer- my favorite my my favorite segment 
Uh, so look, I've got my favorite ferret over here. His name's <laughs> Sam. What? All right, we're going TMI again, really fast. Let's uh, bring it back around, shall we? What does God's only real prophet on the face of the planet in the known universe, as far as we know at this point, as far as our telescopes have been able to ascertain, right? What does he have to say to the members about COVID-19, the coronavirus? Shall we listen, Dave? Yes, please. Listen to the prophet's voice. Does that bring any hymns to mind? Listen. Ah, listen. Okay. So if he was sitting here with us in the studio and we said, Rusty Nell. Sorry, that's a little not, uh, you know, polite. Mr. Rusty Nell. Yeah, get it right. What can you tell the members of the church out there in the listening population? Here's what he would say. My beloved brothers and sisters, we're living in a remarkable age when we constantly see the hand of the Lord in the lives of his children. Wait a minute. <laughs> okay. Didn't we just read a story about two missionaries dying and all the temple closures? And what are we supposed to perceive is the hand of the Lord in the lives of his children? Well, let, let's let Rusty explain. Sorry, I'm jumping mm. ahead. Here we go. Our Heavenly Father and His Son, Jesus Christ, know us, love us, and are watching over us. Um, same question, I guess, but... Boy, that, voyeurism again? We can be certain. We can be certain they're watching over us and they love us mm. as babies okay. are getting cancer and people are dying from COVID. Okay, anyway. Ah, here we go. At the same time, as you are well aware... We, as a global church, are facing a unique challenge. COVID-19 and its resulting illness has affected thousands of lives and interrupted many regular routines. We pray for those who are suffering and for those who have lost loved ones. After prayerful consideration and with our deep desire to be part of the solution to this challenge, we have recently made many temporary adjustments to the way we oh. worship and serve the Lord. There, there's the word again. Temporary. Um, adjustments. adjustments. Yes, adjustments. Yeah. Look, uh, God knew this was coming. Rather than bless his people to be protected from COVID-19, because he's done many more miraculous things than that in the past, mind you. Oh. We'll talk Hell about yes. a couple of those. Yeah, you know what? I'll just hold back and I'll release a little revelation to Rusty Nell when this happens so that people don't go to church temporarily, the temples are closed temporarily, and if a couple missionaries die, meh. But, you know, in general, I'll just do that. That's how I'll handle it. Anyway, back to it. <laughs> we are most grateful for your faith your prayers, your cooperation, and understanding. These unique challenges will pass in due time. I remain optimistic for the future. I know the great and marvelous blessings that God has in store for those who love Him and serve Him. I see evidence of His hand in this holy work in so many ways. Which holy work? 
I guess the holy work of his church. Or the holy work of COVID-19. Yeah, I mean, you know, who knows, right? you got to be in Rusty's anyway. inner circle to know what he's really talking right, about there. Right. Um, the lighted pen circle. Yeah. Yes, the lighted pen circle. Lighted pe- pe- what? Never mind. Uh, <laughs> 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 anoint the tip of my pen, Brother Why? Ballard. Wink, 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 wink. That's a rather large pen, brother. I <laughs> uh, <Why>, thank you. <laughs> Oh, that's terrible. Okay, hold on. Let's keep playing this. We go we go south so fast. Yes, we do, oh. don't we? Just like the brethren in their prayer circles. What the? Okay, hold on. Back to it. So during these uncertain times, be comforted by this promise from the Savior. He said, quote, I, the Lord, am bound when you do what I say. Close quote. Huh. Okay, so here it is. It, we're going to go back to obedience, and if you fucking die from a disease that's killing everyone randomly, not uh, you know what I mean, yeah, randomly, mm-hmm. it, it has no specific target. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not obedient. Yep. Boom. There yeah. it is. Yeah. Not. Oh, to... guilt trip. Great. I just lost seven family members, and now I get to go on a guilt trip too. Yes. Fucking a. I love this church. I love it. <laughs> yeah, not to gaslight you or, you know, you know, add stress to your day, but as long as you do what God says, hey, he's bound. Not exactly sure what that means in this particular case. An all-powerful God in binds. Um, yeah, whatever, right? Here we go. Kinky. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hadn't thought of it that way, but thanks, Dave, for that. I'm always there for you. Yes, thank you. Um, we're about halfway through. This isn't a way long thing. It's worth playing, though. Let's check it out here. I promise you that joy is always within the reach of everyone who will hear him and obey his laws. Joy, not protection. Joy. I met her. Yes, she's always within your reach. <laughs> okay, here Thank we God. <laughs> Back to it. Brothers and Never sisters, mind. please take good care of yourselves and your loved ones and look for opportunities to help those around you, near and far. We have the great privilege of ministering to our neighbors wherever they live. Temporary changes in our normal routine may allow additional time to experience how precious home-centered gospel study can be. Oh, my God. He just hit on the subject of our next podcast, by the way, is Mormon. Yes. Uh, Morona. Morona virus. virus. Yes. (laughs) Mormona virus, where we, we will discuss what are Mormons to do now that they're not so heavily engaged in the social activities of their you know weekly routine will they just fall away yeah lose yeah well hang on let's see what happens yeah inquiring minds want to know all right uh what else do you have to tell us rusty nail besides how precious home-centered gospel study can be don't hesitate to use the new book of mormon videos and other technology 
to study the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if you live in a third world country where you don't even have the internet, well, fuck you. Back to it. (laughs) We are all looking forward to general conference. Me too, Dave, aren't you? You know what I (laughs) I have two other words for general conference other than general conference. You know what those words are? Geriatric convention? That's one of them, but you know what I was thinking of? Fresh material. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Then we will focus on the restoration of the gospel of Jesus Christ in its fullness. Oh, we're back to Rusty's theme. Wait, wait, wait. Damn it. It's still being restored. Yes. What the? What the? Yeah. I'm confused now. (laughs) Damn it. I. Oh. Yes, I know. Please, somebody clear the waters for me. Look, David, you know, when Joseph Smith himself was talking about the importance of the Book of Mormon, he may have used some exaggerative adjectives or phrases when he called it a book that contains the fullness of the gospel of Jesus Christ, he didn't mean fullness in the dictionary term. He kind of meant like like a woman with a full bosom, kind of like... No, uh, no, no. Here's uh, the image I'm getting. You go out to the outhouse back in his day, and it's full. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have any more room for your shit, mister. You're going to have to peddle that somewhere else. I see. Okay. Well... Something like that. Yes. Here we go. That gospel provides certain hope and help to a troubled world. So how exactly does the gospel help with COVID-19? COVID-19, yeah. Um, Other than hope. Take an infusion of Alma 37. Here's a couple (laughs) tablets from the DNC 714. Shut the fuck up and lay down and die. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I, I was given the unedited version oh, all right. before they wrote the booklet. Okay. Yeah, sorry. okay. Here we go. <laughs> I love you. Oh. I pray for you. Oh. And I promise oh that you will receive comfort and peace as you continue to hear him. Oh, hear him. Oh, uh, Back again, to the. Again, on that yeah, thing with, you yeah. know. So here, another guilt trip. If you're not. Hearing him, uh, you're not only not worthy, you're tuned into the wrong channel. What the hell are you listening to? Well, Mike and, and Dave on Mormon talk? Yeah. No wonder you're lost. No wonder you're going to get Corona and die because you listen to Mike and Dave. Actually, you know, what we really need, Dave, I don't know why I thought, I didn't think of this earlier. When coronavirus is running around like this, we really just need a little more comfort and peace from God. Don't yeah. you think? Yeah. I mean, we when, don't... As, we, you, as yeah. you bury sequentially every person you know, Yeah. and then you more. yourself are yeah. making company with worms. Yes. Uh, just a little yeah. comfort and peace. You don't need God to help you not get sick. You just, you know, comfort and peace. You need to feel good about being sick. Yes. <laughs> you need to feel grateful for being sick. You came here to get sick and die, damn it. Now <laughs> fucking man up, would you? And sister up. Oh my god. Uh, uh 
what are we talking about? We're not just talking about Corona, although that's on everybody's minds right now. A little lime, I just a little. Oh, one, by yeah, the way, I was but... gonna say, <laughs> a little lime. No, uh, I, you know what we're talking about, obviously. Um, that's not all we're talking about. We thought this was a good opportunity to bring up this folklore in the Book of Mormon, at, well, not just the Book of Mormon, the, in the, the church. Bible. Uh, yes, yeah. about uh, if you obey God, right? There's there's the requirement, as Rusty Nell reminded us, obey Him. Now. Don't let that gaslight you or trouble you. You have to ho- obey him as well as you can, whatever that means. Okay, so, you know, give yourself a little margin there and then push harder. <laughs> uh, you have to obey him perfectly as much as you push can. Push harder? Yeah. Huh? No I, had, no, I had that problem this morning, but never mind. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that about you. Um, so uh, then, <laughs> then you'll be protected literally not just spiritually not just from the sin of the world or the influence of the world you'll be physically protected too dave this is one of the folklores in the mormon religion and all i have to i have to show up wait no wait no meetings so just 10 percent of my income at this point sure Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. And we've established that the church doesn't really need that money anymore, but it's all about obedience, you know, after all, all about obedience. So uh, where does this teaching come from? And and Dave, you you found a couple little uh, tidbits in the Doctrine and Covenants. My markers, my markers, D&C 84. And this is a very important section of the Doctrine and Covenants, section 84. Yeah. And if any man shall administer poison unto them, it shall not hurt them. Ooh. And the poison of a serpent shall not have power to harm them. Okay. Who are we talking about? Who's them in this case? I thought it was missionaries. Okay. Revelation given through the prophet Joseph at Kirtland, Ohio, September 22nd, 23rd, during the month of September. Oh, missionaries returning home. Missionaries. Yeah. So it's a, it's a revelation on priesthood. We know that Mm -hmm. section 84 and those who go forth declaring the gospel. So essentially missionaries. Yes. is is who we're talking about. Yep. This is where one of the folklores in the church. Yes. Go ahead. Sorry. I should start earlier. This is real short. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. Shall they do many wonderful works in my name? They shall cast out devils in my name. They shall heal the sick in my name. They shall open the eyes of the blind, unstop the ears of the deaf. And the tongue of the dumb shall speak. And if any man administer poison, there. So that then is. there it goes. So you they can do all these serpent. miracles, missionaries. Right. Now keep in mind, back then there were no female missionaries; it was all men. So this concept of missionaries and the priesthood was essentially synonymous in this section, because it was only men who were priesthood holders who could be missionaries anyway, right? Um, so kind of pull right. it together. And it's, so it's kind of like, here's the blessings of the priesthood. And by the way, here's special blessings for those who preach the gospel, missionaries. They're going to do all these cool miracles. Do we have, like, legitimate testimony or proof that any miracles actually even ever happened? The term miracle or the word miracle is a little subjective as well. The, the first recorded miracle in so-called LDS church history is the casting out of a devil. Mm. I do remember that. 
Did that come before or after Joseph supposedly healed all the people in Nauvoo from malaria? Oh, way before. Way before. This was very early on. Right. So, but after the treasure spec- finding, right? Because the treasure yes. finding actually never worked. So we're talking about miracles exactly. that worked. Okay. Um, so there's a yeah. second reference, real quickly, in in DNC 124. This is to William Marks. This is a very long section, and it's to different individuals. And it says, it's, uh, verse 99, and he shall. Be- be led in paths where the poisonous serpent cannot lay hold upon his heel. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. The second half of this, by the way, is just, what What the hell were they smoking? And he shall mount up in, his, uh, in the imagination of his thoughts upon w- eagle's wings. Yeah, that I felt that way. When I you know, what troubled me about that verse, though, when I looked into a little uh, further, so... The brethren were into horse racing back then, horse betting. Of course. And there was a horse called Eagle's Wings that they... I love it. Yeah, and so he mounted Eagle's Wings. And come to find out, it's not in the traditional way that like a jockey would mount. So there was a little problem. Uh, Well, he was short. (laughs) Let's just... He couldn't quite make the saddle. As it were. As it were, But yes. he did connect with the animal. Yes, let's just leave it there. Uh, so I think that's what that part of the revelation was about. Yeah, look, guys, this concept is not new. To David's point, it's, it's biblical as well. You know, And you'll recall, like, even the Israelites, when they were escaping from Egypt with Moses, and they were all bitten, and God's like, yeah, let them be bitten, because I'm kind of capricious like that and then just and by the way put up a cross. Like, were they required to do look, look upon the serpent look upon the serpent, on the staff on the staff and then that's supposed to be a type or a foreshadow of jesus of christ so yes. i guess christ is a snake yes on a staff and all the, yeah okay i just don't want to be confused about that no no it's all good and it has no cult origins at all uh to mm. prior prior religions reptilian in the origins no yeah none at all but uh, look, yeah, so this concept of the Lord's servants, in quotes, as subjective as that is as well, I'm sure, being protected by God, physically even, even in battle, if you want to get really, you know, to like a, a strong example of this, an obvious example of this, is taught prolifically. And one mm. of the most common teachings or stories in the Book of Mormon that probably many of you listeners are aware of is the 2000 Stripling Warriors, which jo- which Joseph stole from the late war, mm-hmm. which, uh, you know, book uh, that we've talked about, which looks to be probably the biggest origin of the text from the Book of yeah, Mormon. Con- contemporary with his... Yeah. Uh, Contemporary with his time period, whatever. 1820 to 27. Yeah, there's a story in the late war about 2,000 soldiers that fought valiantly and learned it from their mothers to have faith in God. And none of, not one of them didn't get injuries, but none of them died. And it sounds very similar to the 2,000 stripling warriors in the Book of Mormon, doesn't it? But the whole concept here, again, is literal, literal physical protection from God. And so we have this teaching. Let me share with you a couple other, just more modern tidbits here. So this is Elder Irene. We got to come up with a... Earring? 
Yeah. Did we say? I thought we had one for Irene. Crying Irene. Well, yeah. Crying. Yes. He's a crier. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Elder he's Crying. Probably the most spiritual man I know because he cries the most. Yes. That's proof of spirituality. Thank you for reminding us. Um, here we go. Crying speaks of divine protection at conference. This is the May 2013 Ensign, so this would have been April 2013 conference. He says, there are spiritual, or excuse me, there are physical and spiritual dangers for Latter-day Saints and their loved ones. Yes. Would you include in the phrase physical danger, Dave, like uh, something like coronavirus? Would that be a physical danger in, uh, in your mind? Let's see. The end is death. Yes. Okay. It, yes. Yep. Okay. okay. Just checking. He says, that has been true for most of the world's history from the fall of Adam and Eve and their journey out of the Garden of Eden. We will need divine protection in our journey through this last dispensation as it moves toward its climactic end. We're not talking about eagle's wings and what's his bucket, that kind of climactic end. We're talking about... Sounds sexual uh, to me, Yeah, it's anyway. not. It's not. Uh, protection, we're not talking about that type of protection. Uh, no. Speaking of thousands to gather, gather, blah, blah, blah. Divine protect. There have been so many tragedies lately. Is there anywhere we can feel safe? Um, <laughs> he talked about a story. I'm not going to read this whole thing. Oh, the trials geez. we will face are unique for us. Yet what the prophet and Sidney Rigdon were taught as they began their missionary journey from Kirtland in October 1833 can be for us a guide to the Lord's loving protection as we pass through tests of mortality that will lie before us. A key to understanding why the Lord could promise an assurance of protection and even joy lies in the motives that led Joseph and Sidney to choose their journey, he said. They weren't looking for money. <laughs> they were looking oh, for no. the joy of the Lord. Uh, Joseph and Sidney had chosen to follow the Lord's command with resolute determination, whatever the consequences. The Lord gave the promises of protection and succor they needed and that you and I will need for ourselves and our loved ones, which is a longer way of saying, you can get protection if you obey the Lord. All right, that's the price. How well do you have to obey him? Well, that's a little subjective. Obviously, if you don't get the physical or spiritual protection that you wanted, you just weren't obeying him well enough. Okay? In, including mission presidents who yeah. decide to go for a little splash in the surf and end up dying. That's right. On the on the beach. You're referencing, when was that again, David? It, uh, it, and I should have tried to look yeah. it up, 90-something. Uh -huh. it's, it's well documented. A mission president decided to, you know, uh. go chase some bikinis. I mean, uh, oh, go I, for a, a dive. Body and, surfing, yep. He died, and and so then they, oh, well, it's time to do an a, a policy adjustment. <laughs> Stay the fuck off the beach. <laughs> oh, thanks God. Yeah, thanks God. You're actually okay. advised against swimming because the destroyer sails upon the surface of the water. I've seen his yes. sailboat actually. It kind of looks like a pirate ship. It's pretty cool. Right. It's yeah. got the ribbed backing. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I'd like to go for a cruise. Yeah, it's uh, anyway. one. He, it, yeah, there's one called the Morning Star, which is kind of put on words because Lucifer was, you know, the son of the morning, whatever. And then there's another one called the uh, the Destroyer, literally, 
So I think that's the one they were referencing in the Doctrine and Covenants. Wasn't it the Doctrine and Covenants? Where yes. he said and the destroyer he, sails upon the water. So in other words, yes, yeah, God's correct. power is not as strong in the water. And then Prometheus is in the submarine below the waters. Right. Yes. Yeah. So you're screwed so above or below. What? You're screwed. Yeah. 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 Just stay the hell out of the water. Stay out of water. Ex- unless it's a baptismal font. Right. Anything bigger than a baptismal font, right? Like bigger than a bread box, that whole concept. <laughs> Um, you're fucked, right? So, because Satan has control over water, even though God is omnipotent. I know it doesn't make sense. Shh, stop thinking. Shut up. All right, now let's just finish with Crying's remarks here. The Lord protects, guides, and watches over those who are his trusted friends in his work. Wah. Uh, so, no gaslighting again. How how long do you have to go to be the Lord's trusted friend? Well, you'll know that. You'll know that through the Spirit. Uh, the, the promise of the Lord's protection is real. His power is greater than all the forces that oppose his faithful servant, except the water. <laughs> uh, he said the Lord protects his faithful servant against the temptation. Okay, so it's not just physical. Um, and that's it. Whatever. So again, just one talk of many, many, many. We don't have enough time. This concept is not new. It's also not new to involve the garments that you get when you go to the temple as part of this protection conversation. And here's here's the verbiage. And this shall be a shield and a protection unto you until your life here on the work is concluded. Mm-hmm. Did I get that pretty close? Close. I haven't been in the temple it, in so 15 years. Here's the actual but... verbiage. You got close, the first part. It will be a shield and protection to you in as much as you do not defile it. And if oh, you, damn it. And here's the clincher again. There's a common theme here. And if you are true and faithful to your faithful. covenants. So obey God, wear these silly underwear, and you'll be protected both spiritually Wait, and, and no physically. Farting. No sharding. Farting's okay. Because, because okay, wet farts. I get it. <laughs> That makes sense. That's a defilement, dude. I mean, that's yes, defilement. that's defiling. If there ever was. Yes, okay. right. All right. Um, I mean, the first punishment is you can't take them off, so you have to walk in the shart all day. Um, but then, <laughs> but then you also don't get physical protection of your butthole. Uh, the rest is protected. Um, so just don't. Ooh. Walk downtown. Now I feel vulnerable. Yes, I know. Um. Yeah. The pooper cheeks are <laughs> exposed to attack. What was his first name again? Marriott. Bill. Bill Marriott. The, William. Yes. The quote that we shared from him when we had the Oh Lordy Gordy. Was that the Oh Lordy Gordy? Yes. That, yes. yes. Lordy Gordy uh-huh. episode. And we shared that clip with you guys from Bill Marriott where he said he was in a boating accident. He was on fire. His garments literally physically protected him from the fire. This is not an unusual belief in the Mormon church. And we just talked about it, and Dave's shared some verses there in the Doctrine and Covenants where it's even more protection for missionaries because you're not a missionary forever, right? At least in that special calling, it's a year and a half, two years, whatever it is, until they adjust it again. Oh. And it, you're especially I'm protected. Just real quick, yeah. real quick. Yeah. I'm recalling now when you're released from your mission 
Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? You're, you're called in to the stake presidency when when you're called on a mission, and then you're called into the uh, I don't know if the high council's there or not. The stake presidency is definitely there, and they re- formally release you. And there's always this pep talk. Now that mantle of protection is no longer upon you. Beware of the wiles of the devil yeah. and his wicked way. Yeah. yeah. And so now you're going to really have to keep your dick in your pants because <laughs> there's all kinds of shenanigans about to befall you if you do otherwise. And oh, yeah. Yeah. Do, do you uh, recall? I do recall that now that you mention it. Yeah. Um, okay. Sorry. No, here's a story. This is a faith promoting story. This is not unlike many other stories you'll hear. Whether it be about the garments, like Bill Marriott's story of his boat on fire, which I wonder if that even really happened. I, I guess we could look Bullshit. into it. Bullshit. <laughs> Is your meter going off again, Dave? Sorry. Yeah, I thought you were turning the volume down on that thing. Um, but there's also missionary stories. Oh, my God. the No end to folklore missionary stories about stuff like this. Why? Well, when you believe in scriptures like the ones David just mentioned, you're going to have stories, right? Because reality isn't going to support it, like the church news that I just shared, (laughs) where the missionaries were obviously not protected. Um, So, and those aren't the only instances in modern day, by the way. Just look up LDS missionary death, and you'll see a lot of these. So, here's one. Two, there were two elders who were tracting, and one woman invited them into her home and said she was looking for a true church, and she fed them. Perfect. They made an appointment to come back and teach her some time later. As soon as they came back and she saw who they were at the door, she invited them in and said, I want to be baptized, without even talking to them. They asked her why. She said that she had read that the true servants of the Lord could eat poison things and they would not be harmed. She then told them that what she had fed them before had been poisoned. (laughs) So this was her proof. They came back. Now, because she was a psychopath, they ended up having, she ended up having to go to prison later because she was, it's found out that she was a serial killer. But that's not the point of the story. The point of the story is, you know, the poison didn't hurt them back to that Doctrine and Covenants verse. And because she was such a reliable source, we know that there was indeed poison in their food. Yes. Okay. Yes. Right. And the fact that that story probably never took place in reality isn't the point, of course. No. No. Even though it is. Um, (laughs) But what else, David? So why why are we closing temples? Why are we closing churches? And... Yeah. Let me let me go a little bit even outside of the Mormon church. Uh if you're if you're Christian, mm-hmm. you know, and and believe in this protection from God, why do you carry that gun, that concealed weapon with you? Why do you lock your car? Why do you lock your house? Mm-hmm. Why do you wash your hands ever? Why do you shower? Why <laughs> I mean, okay, list, now you're just getting into it. stinkiness. <laughs> Well, because I, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah but true. yeah. But yeah, protection mm. is a common sense thing. There is no man in the sky 
beard or without a beard. I think he shaved recently, but Did anyway, he? yeah, it, yeah. Sorry, you're on your own, folks. Mm. I mm -hmm. I didn't want to break it to you that cold. You're on your own. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. Divine protection isn't actually real. Isn't that wait? That's a line of condoms, isn't it? Divine it, protection. It is. Yeah, yeah, they sell them yeah. in a. It's actually a a series of Christian got, colleges in the got south. Little angel wings on it. They on do. The yeah, they do. Angel wings. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah. You know? And mm -hmm. then if she gets pregnant anyway, well, that was God's will. Well, they have little teeny needle hole sized you know, holes in the tip of them because you're not supposed to use contraception anyway. So it's kind of like the best of both worlds. Yeah. Damn. You have the kids, you, but okay. you, you protect the kids, if you know what I'm so saying. you can please yourself and please God at the same time? How rare is that? <laughs> oh, man. I love it. We're all over the place in this episode, but I think you guys get the theme. This concept of divine protection if you pull it back out of Christianity, even into, well, and it's not just Christianity that teaches this concept of your God watches oh. over you and quotes, right? Like that whole kind of concept. It's ancient. ancient. Yeah. But, uh, very taken very literally, especially down to the level of missionaries in the LDS church. And yet we see reality creeping in. Damn it. Just like the documents that have been rolling out really ever since the early 2000s especially to talk about the real history of the church damn it where it's pretty evident that it doesn't matter if you wear the garments it doesn't matter if you're a missionary it doesn't matter how obedient you are sorry <laughs> you're just not There's gonna get verse, any... <laughs> I, i'm thinking this verse is in proverbs yeah the sun shines on the just and the unjust that's so yes very poetic you know, i mean this is what we're doing folks we're we're living this life people die people get hurt uh if you want to attribute the positive or negative side of any of that to a deity that you've never seen heard from or know anything really about except what somebody else told you about them ah, good luck yeah yep probably not the best way to lead your life, huh? False belief that, hey, if I just obey enough commandments, I'll be protected from these kind of things. You're probably better off using common sense and just being, you know, as following cleanliness guidelines and trying to not, you know, get these things. Just saying. Yeah. A motivator. So, again, uh, a, another teaching that will keep you coming back, doing uh, more, yeah. giving more of everything, your time, your energy, your resources, your thoughts, bottom line, your thoughts. And if you're not thinking the right way, it's no wonder that bus hit you. <laughs> it wasn't the bus driver's yeah. fault. Yeah. You're wicked. You fucker with the bad thoughts. <laughs> And isn't that the ultimate cop-out, Dave? So when we see the scenario, just wrapping it all together for this episode, you've got this folklore teaching. It's in the scriptures themselves. Hey, missionaries can be poisoned and not actually die, shit like that. They, do, they are dying, and people are not being protected. Okay, damn it. 
frickin' internet age and information age can't hide those stories anymore. So how are we going to respond to that as a church? There's always the cop-out, and there's a number of cop-outs. You have a range. You have a spectrum at Mm. your disposal, right? The first one, of course, were they following all the rules? Were they really obeying, you know, all the commandments to the best of their ability? Do they have bad thoughts that they weren't purging, you know? Mm. Uh, this kind of thing. That's a go-to. Another go-to is my, one of my favorites. Well, you don't understand. God has power over all things, right? He needed them on the other side. Oh, God. He needed Give me them. A bucket. Hang on, hang on. Yeah. I got a bucket over here. <laughs> he needed them. He's a needy God. He's needy. They're in a better place. That's well, another wrong favorite with this one. Place? I thought this was ordained <laughs> to be the place where they're supposed to be getting all these special uh, lessons. Yes, getting, God. Getting their kneecap shot off and getting their, you oh. know, all these other experiences. God will have a tried people. He will have a tried and and worthy people. It's like steel, David, that you don't get strong steel oh. unless you put it in the fire. Again? It, again. Yes. It's tempered. We're being tempered. So yeah, how do you make I'm, sense of that as a member between the one and the other? Am I being tempered right now? Or, you know, am I being protected by God? Like, why is... Oh, my God. God. It's, it's, an, it's, it's an invitation <laughs> to uh, insanity. Yes, it is. You know, not not only cognitive dissonance on steroids, yes. but just fucking psychosis even. I mean, yeah. just, you know, depending on your mental makeup and how you approach things, you could end up just, well, I'm done. I, you yeah. Know, cookies. Cookies and, <laughs> cookies and ice cream. Here, here's, have this ice cream. You'll feel better. <laughs> And that's all that's all that's important is that you feel better. I swear you sound a lot like um Penny Pennywise the clown in the it oh, movies, the you recent said that ones. Before. Yeah. That that, voice. That's a little troubling to me. He's my uncle, by the way. Oh Pennywise, but, oh right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Guys, talk about an exercise in reconciliation nightmares. How you balance these two no. kinds no. of thoughts in the church, it's just back to the point of it's it's abuse. It's mental abuse. But it's God's one true church, so fuck it. I'll go for door two. They abused <laughs> and stoned even the prophets of old, David. Oh, this is nothing. God, God doesn't really want that much from me. I haven't died yet. <laughs> <laughs> Alma and Amulek, remember that story in the Book of Mormon? They were burned oh, at the lovely, stake. Lovely. They yeah. were burned at the fucking stake, right? And there, oh, there's another excuse, one of the famous ones. Why isn't God protecting us? Or why isn't God protecting those people over there? Look at these atrocities. Hey, hey, Amulek, don't fight against it. These people are being allowed their agency to castrate and feed the castrated testicles to the dogs over there because God is going to hold that to them against them in the day of judgment. Oh, and that by thing. the way, we, we get to stand and 
witness and our hands yes. next to the fire while they burn and keep ourselves warm next to the fire of their burning bodies yeah uh, oh not to mention their souls yeah <laughs> it's worth it right and it's it's all gonna god's allowing it because it's a testimony against them at the last day and we'll mm. be there to witness against them oh that makes it all bad oh <laughs> it, it's all about the next life oh uh, my wait, god no it's all about this life no wait what hang on fuck yeah get I'm it straight again get it straight dude. Oh, okay damn it conundrums yeah is he protecting me am i not obeying enough or is this a trial you figure it out motherfucker <laughs> i blessed you with intelligence think about it wait no don't think shit sorry hang on uh pray about it i god i fucked up pray about it yes right pray about it you'll figure out which one it is all righty then i think we're done may god protect you until our next week's episode. And quite literally, stay safe. Wash your hands. Yep. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, just, you know, be yeah. smart. It's the same as anything. Mucous membranes, eyes, nose, mouth, and ears, right? If you touch one of those after touching the virus, you'll pick it up. Usually, right? So just that's what the hand washing is so about. You're gonna have to shower more than once a week. Damn yep. it, that's yep. difficult. But I've I've resigned myself to it. So <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, well, it goes without saying, but I'll say it anyway. Love you guys. Take care. Bye. Peace out.